Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, We are in for a treat tonight. We've got uh, Chris Walters from Nosing Your Bourbon. So for those of you that are only listening to this on the podcast, you're going to be a little bit cheated on this one, still going to get some good information and some good content. Uh, But definitely it's worth, uh, worth a look Go check out uh, uh, Nosing Your Bourbon, the Bourbon Nosing Kit from Chris Walters. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. And uh, um, Chris and I finally got connected. He finally got some stuff back in stock. So that means uh, people are buying it. Congratulations, Chris. That's a great thing. Thank you, yeah. And uh, we got three expressions. I don't want to get too much into that. Maybe if if you want to uh, give our listeners a little bit, uh, maybe a a kind of a brief bio on you. Let's walk through what we're going to be tasting, how we're going to integrate the the nosing kit into our tasting. And uh, let's get to the good part, man. I, I feel like I'm getting a lesson here for free. No, this is great, man. I appreciate you having me on. So yeah, my, my name is Chris. I'm located in Marietta, Georgia. Um, got into bourbon myself in 2015 and really was just looking for something that I could pour neat and enjoy right out of the bottle. Didn't want to mess with a bunch of ingredients and cocktails and all this. And funny enough, come full circle, I'm now into cocktails, which is hilarious. But um, <laughs> so definitely started with um, with bourbon, kind of fell in love with, with the bullet bourbon expression that just uh, off the shelf which I believe is distilled by four roses, um, which, which is part of the lineup we're going to be doing here, but, um, just fell in love with that, that brown sugar caramel kind of quality to it. And, you know, I didn't have the the vocabulary to put to that. I knew that it was sweet. I knew that it was oaky or, or maybe, you know, maybe I could put my, my finger on that, but I didn't have these, you know, eloquent tasting notes that you read in these, these, you know, reviews online. And so it kind of set me on this path to look into bourbon nosing kits and, my kit is not the first one on the market. There are ones that are out there. They're upwards of $300 and I'm sure they're amazing. You know, they use perfumed ingredient ingredients made in a lab and that's, that's awesome. Uh, but you can buy a lot of bourbon for $300. And so when I was getting into it, I was like, man, maybe I can, you know, raid the spice cabinet and kind of DIY this and, and start there. So that's really where the, the bourbon nosing kit kind of birth birth out of. Yeah, if your uh, if your nosing kit costs more than the bourbon you're drinking, I'm questioning what's going on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless you're a scientist or you're doing some kind of study, I mean, okay, maybe. But um, you know, I think if we took, um, yeah, we could take all the all three bottles that we're going to taste through tonight, and and it probably is still less than, uh, you know, some of the. Um, uh, I don't want to call it higher end because, you know, it's it once you open it up and you got the contents and kind of the the, you know, really the the content of of what you're trying to execute here. It's the same stuff inside the inside the jars. Right. So, yeah, I mean, one one kind of key differentiator is that with my kit, you're actually smelling the real ingredients. So instead of opening up a, a vial of clear liquid that you, you know, assume is going to smell like caramel or vanilla or cinnamon or whatever the different notes are. And you drop it onto a piece of paper and waft it. That's kind of how the other kits work. You're actually opening up a canister and there's dried cherries in there, or there's like a, a wrapped caramel. There's you know vanilla or, um, you know, all spice, different, different baking spices that you might find. So that's, that's one of the kind of the cool things is that you actually are smelling the real thing here. 
Yeah, you know, the, one of the other things, so you know, I was kind of reading up about, because uh, we've been trying to get connected, as mentioned, right, for some time now, and we finally yeah. got got uh, got back in stock so we could do this. And, you know, I, I think one of the really interesting, uh, I'm going to say statements that you use, you know, it's, so, you know, absolutely, it's about kind of understanding and being able to put the smells with, okay, well, I know it smells like something familiar, but yes. if you haven't smell, if you haven't smelled just, you know, wheat in its natural state, uh, you may not really pick up on, hey, what that wheat is and, and those sweet aromas, um, yeah. if you, you know, baking spices, right? And, and you may have a, a conglomeration or a mixture of baking spices, but once you start to peel those out with allspice, cloves, cinnamon, and you're smelling those notes individually, I think that's, and, and I didn't cheat, I did, I opened it out of the packaging, <laughs> but, I, but I haven't opened it, opened it yet. I wanted to kind of get the real experience nice. and, and, and get it from, uh, you know, from the guy that's there. And a few, just real quick. So before we kind of talk about what we're going to be tasting, um, a few things that I thought were interesting and, and, you know, I, I find these notes, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of liquor behind me and I, I drink, uh, I drink my fair share. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a beginner. I'm definitely not an expert. So I, I think this is really going to, uh, going to start to, you know, kind of train my nose into some sure. particular, you know, those aromas and essences. But, you know, it's things like you've got tobacco in here, you've got leather in here. And, you know, those are probably, I just don't think when you sit down and taste a glass of whiskey, you're expecting that I'm going to pick out a tobacco note because it's just foreign that you would put, uh, that you would drink tobacco, right? I mean, exactly. how many times exactly. have you had a piece of leather in your mouth, right? I mean, my dog <laughs> has the rawhide, but I don't go around chewing on that thing. So, exactly. so some of those, yes, yeah, so, you know, again, it's some of those smells that you're getting that are kind of leading into your other sensory glands that, that are triggering, you know, kind of the, those thoughts in your brain of, oh, hey, that's what that is. So, uh, enough about that. We'll, we'll get in and we'll, I've, I've got plenty more questions that I want to kind of ask and, you know, why you went down some, some certain directions, but, sure. um, uh, by the way, fantastic. Uh, I don't see your collection, but you did send a list over today and <laughs> I kind of perused through to say, okay, well, what have I got? I, and I'm not anywhere near you. Damn, you're organized, man. I'm like, <laughs> I've got just stuff. It's like here and there. And then I've got, you know, my, my notebooks are, uh, yep. you know, it's like, I got to flip through pages of notes to find tasting notes on these things, but, uh, <laughs> impressive, impressive list yourself. Thank so you. Yeah. Looking forward. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can do this again, but yeah, if you want to kind of give us a little rundown of, uh, what we're going to, what, we're going to be drinking and then uh how are we going to approach uh i'm going to use the word pair how are we going to pair the yeah. nosing kit with what we're going to taste absolutely so we have three pours in front of us tonight we have the pikesville rye um the you know you've probably heard it called the bourbon drinkers rye because it's a barely legal rye it's just at 51 percent rye the bare minimum to be called a rye so if you are a bourbon drinker at heart and you're dipping your toes into rye and someone's giving you a 95 five rye that's just blown you out of the water. Um, you may not like that type of rye, but a 51% rye like Pikesville could be a great uh, entry into to rye for you. So we've got that at 110 proof. We've got the old Dominic Hewling station. Um, I have a, I believe we both have separate single barrels. Um, I have one from a, a local store here in Georgia. Mine's 112.16 proof. I definitely appreciate them going to the uh, hundredths place on the proof. <laughs> um, it's a six year um, distilled by MGP. 
And then finally, we've got a Four Roses OBSV uh, barrel strength. So mine happens to be a uh, gift shop only tenure uh, that I got when I went to um, Kentucky in 2019 and uh, can't, can't wait to go back. So kind of going through th those three, I've organized them by proof on my end, which I typically recommend for a tasting. You want to start with the lowest proof and go up, especially because we threw a rye in the mix. I would have either put that first or last um, just because typically rise are going to stand out in a flight and it, it could kind of alter your, your palate. So, uh, we we've got it right at the top here. So where I would start with something like this is, you know, there's, there's no wrong way, just like tasting through, through bourbons. There's no, you know, some people like to add water. Some people like to add ice. That's great. Like enjoy it how you like it. Um, but with the kit, you'll, there's 18 ingredients with screw top containers on them and they are color coded. So there's five different colors, uh, blue, red, uh, kind of a tan, a green, and a yellow. And those represent the different um, categories of the bourbon tasting wheel. And I'll kind of, I'll show it up here for the, the video folks as well. So um, if you've ever seen a bourbon tasting wheel, you've probably seen, you know, you've got a sweet uh, section of, of the pie, so to speak. You've got your spice category, you've got your fruit category, you've got your nut, your nut and wood, and then you've got your grain category. So what I tried to do with this kit is at least have one representative from each of those five categories, because being able to sit down and say, this bourbon smells sweet or it tastes sweet is great. That's an awesome place to start. If you're there, you're probably, a, you know, better than 50% of the, the bourbon drinkers that are trying to kind of assess what they, they drink and take it a little bit more seriously. But how much more interesting of a conversation can we have if we can just ratchet that up one notch and say it is is it caramel sweet? Is it vanilla sweet? Is it brown sugar sweet? And also as you're, um, you kind of mentioned your, your journal there, but as you're taking notes on what you're tasting, what you liked, you might find that, man, I like bourbon that has a lot of fruit notes. Um, is it, is it red fruit? Is it cherry? Is it apple? So as you kind of dig into those, what I might do is just, you know, we'll start with, with Pikesville. So we've got 110 yeah. proof Pikesville here. Um, you know, I think a Glen Cairn glass is, is really important for these. Uh, just the the design where you can kind of give it a nice swirl, kind of agitate it a little bit. Um, I poured these maybe five minutes ago. I think that's that's important for anything over 100 proof. Just let it air out a little bit. Um, all these bottles have have been open for multiple months, so not really worrying about any you know effects of it being a fresh crack. Um, but I'll literally you know this this kind of looks hilarious. But get your nose into the glass, especially if it's a really high proof. If you're looking at 120 plus proof, you might want to be a little cautious with this, but I'll, I'll usually get in there pretty good. Try to keep my mouth open and, and breathe in through my nose. So what that'll do is allow some of that alcohol vapor to pass through and not just completely fry your, your nose on the very first inhale. If you go straight into 130 proof, you know, Jack Daniels <laughs> barrel proof and you have your mouth closed, that's probably the last thing you're going to smell for the next 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so try to keep it open you'll see me kind of rotating between nostrils that you may have one nostril. that's a little stronger than, than the other, or one that picks up different notes. And right off the bat, I'm getting some kind of piney, some kind of bright citrus notes on this one. Um, you know, and if I didn't, if I wasn't able to, to nail that in, I might just start with, you know, um, is it a spice note? Yes. Okay. It is spice of some kind. Is it, so let's look to the kit. Is it black pepper spice? No yeah, cinnamon spice. So. 
No, uh, not, not really. I, I could go down a little bit of the cinnamon road. And, cinnamon, well, yeah, and, yeah. And that's the other thing too, right? I mean, so I, you know, you don't know what I had to eat today. I don't know what you had. Exactly. You don't know what I was drinking to kind of warm up here. So, you know, they're, they're just because we're drinking the same thing and there's going to be a couple of variations. The Pikesville, generally speaking, is the same bottle. Uh, I did. So Alex yep. Castle sent over the, the Hewling station. Uh, she nice. said, uh, quit, quit chasing that Weller, man. <laughs> we got, we got <laughs> stuff down here too. Uh, and it's a 116. And then I'm pretty close on my, it's a Sherlock's pick. It's a nine year, three months. And I'm coming nice. in at like 122, I believe on this one. So it's so a little, cool. little, little difference, but nuances, yeah. but same warehouse and such. Yeah. So exactly. So, you know, I'm getting, um, I got a sweet note on there too. And as I, as I dug in, I was, I was trying to put my mind around this. Is it brown sugar sweet? Is it caramel sweet? Maybe. But what really stuck out to me was this graham cracker note. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So you kind of, you know, go down the graham cracker crumb kind of route. Hold on. I, I don't see graham cracker. Is that an addition coming? That's funny. You mentioned that. So this is, this is kind of the original 18 ingredients. Graham cracker is not in this one. Um, if you've ever seen a bourbon tasting wheel, there are many more than at least double that of different tasting notes as you go in there. So an expansion kit is in the works. Um, I'm hoping to, to launch that this year. I don't want to make any promises as to when, because it's, uh, it's been kind of a crazy year, but, um, all good things. So yeah, graham cracker is, is one of the notes I'm going to have in my expansion kit. And I'm excited about that. But as you put some of these notes together, you know, I got a citrus note, um, uh, almost, a like a, a lime or very bright citrus note. And then you put graham crackers. So your mind can kind of combine those two. And I'm thinking, man, is this key lime pie? And I, and I'm sure people that have had Pikesville before, are like, what are you talking about? Key lime pie? But that's what, just like you said, there are no wrong notes in this stuff. It's, it's just, we're having fun. We're just drinking whiskey. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of cherry on this thing, but now that you mentioned it, I, I so I, I was, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting some spice out of this thing, but I'm almost wondering is the spice that I'm getting, is that a little more tartness and I'm kind of going down yeah. like the, like a lime zest kind of road, right? I'm, it's, it's a, yep. Yeah. So you can totally uh, see that. And I mean, obviously rye being a hardier grain than, than wheat is just like rye bread is hardier than wheat bread. You're going to have that, that rye spice character too. And sometimes for me, rye can either be piney or it can be dill, almost like a dill pickle or like a, like a homemade ranch, you know, kind of get that dill influence yep. there. Um, so this one, this one is a little piney to me, but again, this is just 51% corn. I believe the the mash bill I had down here is 51% rye, 39 corn and 10 malted barley. So there's almost as much corn as there is rye in this one. Um, but yeah, the malted barley just, to me is just kind of, which typically, uh, you know, I, I, that's, I like that note. And yeah. especially if it's a, if it's a toasted barley, uh, yeah. but I like it's, I think the, the rye and the corn on this one kind of drowned out the, yeah. round out the I barley in this thing. Yeah. This would be, I, I'm almost thinking, uh, I, I had some Leaper, I had folks from Leaper's Fork on last night. Oh, yeah. And nice. that's got, they've got a really, really good, uh, that toasted barley note in there. I'm like, I got a feeling this is going to be in a blend <laughs> before it's over. Yeah. You, um, being a barley fan, you probably like the single malt scotches and stuff like that. Do you, do you get into that at all? You know, I, I do. And, and that's what I was going to ask. So with, with the kit, and I don't think it's, well, so it says it's a bourbon nosing kit. But I mean, if you, you could look at Irish whiskeys, you can look at scotch, sure. you can look at other, you know, it, is, is this a, just because it's a bourbon kit, 
or bourbon nosing kit is do you think this is just as adaptable to to a scotch or or irish whiskey etc i do you know and, and there's going to be some other nuances and, and people that are 10 times more experienced than me on scotch and irish i i have very very little experience in those categories that um i've had some really good um scotches and things that are just like off the wall notes that you, you're not going to find in most bourbon profiles unless the distiller is doing something crazy with you know, yeast strains or different aging and, and, you know, second finishes and barrels and things like that. So I think the scotch realm is a little bit wider as far as how the flavor profile can land and bourbon's a little bit more of, of a tighter band just because of all the rules and regulations around how bourbon is made. So that's probably, no, I, I, I guess in my question, as you're talking and I'm thinking about it, even so it's probably, I would think this would be something good to, to sit down with a scotch or, uh, you know, Irish whiskey and and just seeing can you get those notes out of out of it right yeah. and it's and i mean not to say that you're trying to find them but are there some similarities right it's like hey i want to yeah. maybe i want it maybe i want to get into scotch is this a Definitely. way for me to now start to start exploring right so with some samples sure. or what have you and can i start exploring okay well what kind of scotches might i want to go down right i don't like that smoky taste so that yeah, leather exactly. tobacco thing may, may not be my jam so i yeah. need to kind of stick toward you know move move towards uh, you know the other direction so all right so uh well, i'm thirsty man so so w when you're when you're going to this um we got uh what do you got 18 uh, yeah, yep. you got 18, 18 profiles in here. So I already know, and I, and I think we got a little bit of this eh, similar, maybe different. I did, I did get a little bit of cinnamon. I think that might be the spice. Uh, I definitely got some rye and I got some cherry. How many mm -hmm. in, in your experience and, and you've talked about this a lot, right? So if I'm going to pull these out, am I, yeah. am I pulling them out one at a time and going mm -hmm. back and nosing individually? Am I kind of doing it in a comparison? What have you found works best to, yeah. uh, to train your nose and get you to where, okay, I can pick it out. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you could sit down if you have a favorite glass of bourbon, you're like, I know I love, you know, uh, Elijah Craig, uh, single barrels. Awesome yourself a solid glass of that and set aside the next hour and take every ingredient out of there and literally open up the canister. We've got, you know, real, real, van uh, real, real vanilla bean here. So we're going to open it up, smell that. So it's fresh. Like if you say like, what if, if you ask someone, what does black pepper smell like? What does caramel smell like? You have a memory of those things. These are not right. like the first time I've ever smelled it. Right. But when's the last time you smelled it right before you nose your glass of bourbon? probably been a while. And so that's where this, like what I thought was vanilla in my mind actually presents a little bit more like caramel in, in the glass. And so that's where this can be just a really nice tool to have it handy right when I'm actually nosing. So I'm going to smell and well, no vanilla for me. No, I'm not getting any, I get any. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of like one of those, if you've ever, like you, like you mentioned food, different things we have, like if one of us had super spicy food today, our palate could be completely different than, than any other day. Um, but what's cool is as you're smelling these different ingredients, if you smell, you know, honey, and then you go to smell a bourbon that has honey notes present, it's like someone took the dial and turned it up to 12 on honey for that particular bourbon. Speaking of so you've got, my, my <laughs> honey, my honey came in a tube. So I, I like yes. I said, I didn't, I didn't do anything with this yet, but, <laughs> but then I've got an empty honey. So I'm like, is he just screwing with me over here? <laughs> and I, so I was assuming that was honey. So what's the, that what's is the, honey. yeah. What's the, why does it come in this and not in this? So I, I do that so that it doesn't leak in shipping. I had um, mm -hmm. actually pre 
pre-filled the the honey containers and attempted shipping them across the country. And the first couple that I did, um, unfortunately leaked. So now I send them in a sealed honey container or a stick. Once you get it, you can just snip that open or like you can, you can bite it, uh, with your teeth, open it up and just kind of drain it into the, yeah, drain it into the container. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's really, you could sit down with every, like you said, every ingredient, all 18, I'm going to do all 18 against this particular one. Or I can start with my glass of bourbon and I can just start super basic. Let's start with the five categories. I'm going to smell this bourbon. Is it sweet? This particular one has a little graham cracker sweetness to me. It's, I would not classify this as an overly sweet, uh, whiskey. So I might move on and go to, okay, is it spicy? Yeah. You know, I think we both kind of touched on there's a little spice in it. The rye spice, which is actually the grain part of the category is present for me. So I actually find it falling into the grain category more than the spice category. And then, you know, is it fruity? Great. What type of fruit? Well, in this kit, we have cherries. I have some other, um, some other fruits coming in the next kit. And then is there any of this nutty quality or, or do I, do I detect Oak? Um, if so, great, pull out those, those containers and just kind of check yourself and smell Oak, smell, smell peanut. See, and, I'm going to go, I'm going to go cherry on this one because I'm getting, I'm getting like the, I, I do get the sweetness that you're talking about. It, it is not that it's not maple syrup, honey, brown yeah. sugar to me. I'm getting almost like a cherry syrup that you would add to like a cola or, you know, Interesting. Kind of a drink kind of thing. And the power of suggestion is real too. So as you and I are sitting here talking <laughs> about this and you'll find if you've ever done this with friends, like man, I'm getting apricot and nobody got apricot until you said it. And they're like, everyone's getting apricot. Like the power of suggestion is real. So, okay. The, the you- one, the one thing <laughs> there, there's nothing disappointing about it, but if, but I'm going to say the one thing I, w- I was hoping to find in here was going to be apricot because I hear it all the time. And, you know, and, and I'm actually, I'm going to make myself a note because I'm going like, shit, I don't, what, what does that, because I remember them like smelling kind of like nothing. Just, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of like a, like a, a translucent peach almost. It's yeah. like, there was yeah. a little something there and yeah, it was juicy, but it was just very short lived and, and not very explosive from a taste yeah. profile. I could be wrong. I haven't had one in a really, really long time, but I, I'm, I'm making enough to go get one. It's funny that you mentioned that apricots coming in my expansion kit. <laughs> no joke. Like I get, um, the couple of bourbons I've gotten apricot on before or like a Buffalo trace store pick. There's a couple of, I don't know what, what they're doing, something about bringing out that fruit note, but I, I, I get some of that bright fruit that kind of falls apricot for me, um, with, with Buffalo trace picks. So that's pretty funny, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's no wrong way to go about this. You can start with your categories and then use the kit to kind of needle into a specific group, or you can just go through all 18 and see what you find. But what I found personally, as I've spent more time with the kit is that not only are you training your, your nose on these specific 18 ingredients, but the more that you're just in the mindset of thinking about food and spice and these aromas that you're going to start to pull out things that, you know, um, that are not in the kit, but you're just more in that headspace. So like I've literally gotten a, a birthday cake note and like, there's no birthday cake oh, yeah. sent in this kit. And there's not one coming in my expansion kit, but when you put together, you know, cake batter and icing and sprinkles and everybody knows, you know, what, what that, or that like freshly blown out candle, like you kind of know what that experience is like. And so you can go into a bourbon and, and find some of those notes. Right. So I find that just kind of getting your, your head in the right space can, can open up more notes as well. So, so I've gone, so here's where I went with this one with the, uh, with the Pikesville. So I went, uh, we had the vanilla just, I think we maybe more as an example and, and no, no vanilla. 
mm-hmm. then I, I went cherry, I went rye, and I went cinnamon. And I think that what I'm now smelling is a is a rye cherry cinnamon bread. In, nice. in, I mean, in, in the glass. I mean, that's kind yeah. of that, that's yeah. kind of what, what I put together. So I, I just made my own recipe, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. I uh, it's funny, like, and especially on a fresh pour, these will change fairly um, quickly over the next five to ten minutes. But what my original citrus note um, that I that I kind of jotted down, I eventually earmarked it as, as kind of a lime, like you said, lime zest in that lime field. And then five minutes later, it was orange for me, almost like the orange expressed over an old fashioned cocktail, like that yeah, kind o- of orange over, oil. Yeah. Over a, over a flame. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, so there's definitely some, some citrus going on here, which is pretty cool. Um, what I find in a lot of heaven Hill products, especially their bourbon is this like this nuttiness, this baking spices and things. And I'm not really getting any, almost any nutty uh, quality here, probably because the the rye is so present. So, but man, I, I love this pour. I think um, I love this in a cocktail. I love it neat. It's 50 bucks. I mean, it's pretty much sitting on shelves. So you, you really can't go wrong with Pikesville. I want to say I get a little clove out of this one too. Yeah, I can see that. Clove is one of those that takes me back. My, uh, my mom used to do, um, like at holiday time, she would do a ham in the oven and have little cloves stuck all in it. So every time mm-hmm. I smell clove, I, I also smell like the salty, briny ham coming out of the oven too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this is, uh, this is cool as shit, man. I'm, I'm really, I mean, I mean it, it, it's fun though. Right. And, and yeah. the other neat thing, I mean, you've got, you know, I mean, this is like, put it in your, uh, I mean, this is, uh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, shameless plug here for you, but you know, you're all, it's like, Hey, what, what are we going to do for the bachelor party? What are we going to do yeah. for the uh, family vacation? What are we going to, yeah. what, what, what am I going to get everybody for Christmas or, or, yeah. or, or, or a, a birthday, what have you. Father's I mean, Day's coming up. <laughs> there you, there, hey, a bottle of bourbon and, uh, and a nosing kit. And it's, right, yeah, that, that, that's a done deal, man. Yeah. That's, um, it's, and it, again, I think it's, a, especially if someone's, if someone drinks a lot of different whiskeys and, you know, I, you don't have to be a bourbon nerd to go down this road, but if yeah. you like kind of playing around with, hey, I like to drink different stuff. Right. And, and, or maybe Definitely. even if you don't like to drink like if you're the Jack Daniels guy, uh, and it's like, yeah. Nope, I've got three cases of Jack Daniels and that's all I have in the house. <laughs> I mean, this might be a good way to, you know, to help some people get out cause they're really missing out on, uh, on some good, good releases that, uh, that, that have came out and that are coming out. So. Absolutely. On the, on the palette for this one, um, I actually got this like spearmint candy spice. So like if you've had a, a spearmint, that's like really minty, like a spearmint candy, I got that spearmint. Um, and then that like sharp candy, uh, kind of spicy note as well, which is really cool. I love things that pair that spicy and sweet together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm back to the fruit thing. I'm really yeah. hung up on that cherry cola here and I'm, I'm talking like the drugstore cherry cola where mm-hmm. you, you get the cola and then you pump yeah. the syrup in the, you know, not the, not the labeled, Hey, this is cherry cola. Yeah. Um, I think that's the sweet, that sweet syrupness that coming, that's coming. Yeah, out. for sure. I'm going to go back to this vanilla because, you know, after I just tasted that, I am tasting vanilla. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, definitely kind of red fruit forward. So, you know, uh, I don't want to say red delicious, but you know, kind of plum, uh, kind of that red, red fruit on this one. I'm, I'm starting to get. Yeah. 
I guess the other cool thing, if you wanted to, so, I, you know, I know some fruits are probably hard to, um, hard to dry and keep their, keep their, uh, yeah. their smell profile. I don't what, what smell profile. Is that what you call it? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but there wouldn't be anything, especially if you were doing like a tasting party or something and, you know, passing these things around, uh, or a bachelorette party. I mean, it don't, don't have to yeah. limit it to, uh, to guys. Uh, you, you could always cut up some, uh, cut up some lemons and some, uh, ap- well, apricots, they'll hold up pretty good in the, yeah. as, as dry with the smell. Yeah. I've got, I've got a lemon, uh, dried lemon peel and dried orange peel coming in my expansion kit. So those are, those are two that I found that hold up really well. They're shelf stable and they've got a great, you know, great smell to them that, that definitely puts you right in that orange and lemon category. So I don't know how it holds up, but I think a burnt match almost works in some of this too. I don't, I don't know if yeah. the burnt match would keep that, but yeah. think about the wood profile and that smokiness of that. I mean, that could, uh, I'm not replanning yeah. for you. I was just thinking, no, like, no, that's, what, that's what are the idea. tasting notes? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's funny. I have, uh, kind of early on I, uh, when I was selling some kits that I had a couple of people that were, like, Hey, um, you know, I've, I've added some stuff to my kit. I'm like, that is so cool. Like they've customized it, made it their own and they're just pulling their own stuff out of the cabinet or, or whatever profile notes that they find. But I think that's so cool. Like this is, it's for fun. It's for experimenting and, and just for learning. So don't take this stuff too seriously. Get out there and have fun with it. So, so when you were building this thing out and you're like, Hey, I, I want to, you know, it, it's, uh, and I'm sure, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but probably selfish reasons. Right. And then, Hey, I, how do I get better at this? How do I, how do yeah, I start sure. to, to educate myself? And, and, you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, it, it, I don't make, it's an art that maybe I may be taking it a straight, it's not an art for me, but uh, for mm-hmm. other people it is. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you, ha- you have to exercise that, uh, that, that, activity to get better at it. Right. I mean, it's practice. You got to practice and you got to taste and you got to smell and, you know, without doing it like this, is it a guess? I don't know. But I mean, you said earlier, you know, it's like, well, uh, I think I'm tasting this, but it's (laughs) like, well, you may be getting whatever taste you're describing or smell you're describing, that's probably what you're getting, but is that actually what it is? Right. So, and, exactly. and I, I think one of the tough ones for me is when you get to, when you get to the sweet side, is it honey? Yeah. Is it maple syrup? Is it brown sugar? Is it, yeah. you know, is it creme brulee, right? Is it, is it burnt yeah. brown sugar that that's kind of on there? So th- those are the ones that throw me off uh, a little bit, right. And, and trying to yeah. figure out, okay, well, you know, how sweet is it? And you know, at what point is it kind of, you know, am I hitting on the, on the right note and the right expression? So yeah, th- this is going to be fun, man. I'm uh, maybe become <laughs> an expert after all. Uh, this is Monty Ortel, Executive Director of the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, and you are listening to Birdies in Bourbon. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so I'm, yeah, even on the finish of this, I'm getting vanilla. Is there an oak in here? Yep, there is. There's a there's a charred oak up there by the by the peanut, or it's a, it's actually a toasted oak. So um, the charred oh, oak I find kind of lost its aroma pretty quick once it was put into the canisters. But the toasted oak yeah. um, has that nice oak char- characteristic for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I'm getting so on the finish. I'm getting some. I think that's kind of the dryness that I'm getting uh, on that one. 
Yeah, still just a cherry bomb for me. A ton of cherry on that on the Pikeville. So yeah, good uh, good stuff there. Yeah, I mean that's uh, to your point. You know, fifty sixty bucks uh, should be on every shelf. Uh, that's that's hands down. I mean that's uh, uh, aged at least six years uh, by Heaven Hill. So that's uh, yeah, that that's definitely a staple that I keep on uh, on the shelf. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. All right, so uh, let's go to um, Hewling Station, Old Dominic Hewling Station. Uh, as right, I mentioned, boom. so mine's a little bit hotter than yours. So yep. I think uh, close to the same. I got a six year. Uh, it's 116.35. Yep. Alex was kind enough to write her name on there. So we know who, mm-hmm. uh, who blended that. And I think they're pretty, I think this year they're going to actually have their own juice uh, oh, releasing. Cool. I, I believe, I, I don't know, I have to go back and check my notes and, or go yeah. and listen to the show, but I'm pretty sure that she said they were pretty close to, uh, uh, to releasing their own stuff. So That's awesome. Yeah. So this one on the mash bill, you got 52% corn, 44% high uh, rye. So super high rye uh, bourbon here and 4% malted barley. So this is not too dissimilar from the Pikesville that we just tasted as far as rye content. It went from 51 to 44. So a little bit of a drop, but still, I mean, that's higher rye than what most people consider a high rye, which is our next pour four roses at 35%. Um, Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, they, they go to market as a high rye whiskey, right? So exactly. So this is super high, um, high rye bourbon, I should say. Exactly. So I get, I get sweet, you know, and we'll start there. Um, vanilla for me, uh, this one is jumping out vanilla, caramel, There is some spice right behind it too, probably from that rye, but this one is, uh, this one's coming up a little more cinnamon for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going down the road of, uh, this is one. So I just mentioned, like, I, I kind of get torn on my sweet notes yep. and I don't know if this is brown sugar or if mm-hmm. this is like, uh, like creme brulee, you know, with the, yep. like the, the, the burnt sugar on top. Yeah. Cause, and, and I think that the re- I think the reason I say that, or the reason I'm getting that. So w- you know, where you're saying you're, you're getting that spice, yep. I think I'm getting the, the sweetness, but it's got a touch of a uh, touch of char to it. And I think that kind of gives, gives a little bit of spice to me. I'm also getting a little bit of toasted coconut out of this, oddly enough. Oh, wow. It's like I slipped you my list of uh, expansion kit items because, believe it or not, coconut <laughs> is coming in the. Exp- I mean, like every one that you've touched on, I'm like, it's, I, I did. It's- I did not get anything, and I have not. <laughs> and this is the first nosing I've done of any of these. So, oh, it's funny. I, I, so like when I go to find a new ingredient, I'll go to like Kroger or Publix and buy every version of like. Okay, is it coconut shredded, like shredded coconut, sweetened coconut, unsweetened coconut? Which one smells the most like coconut? I don't know. So I'm going to go buy them all and smell them. And so I found some that have this amazing aroma and it just sends me right back to like the beach. And a lot of people are like, oh, when I smell, um, when I smell coconut, like I I feel like I'm, or if I'm tasting coconut, I feel like I'm drinking sunscreen. I'm like, okay, I I get that. But (laughs) yeah, but that's, that's not that kind of coconut. This this, this is not, uh, this is not Panama Jack coconut. This is, um, and it ain't pina colada coconut. Right. I mean, it's not, not, not even in the same ballpark. It's, uh, like like almond joy, like candy bar. That that's kind of what I'm getting off of it is that, that sweetness burn. And it's, um, I mean, if I could kind of put it together, I would say this is almost like a, like an almond joy creme brulee kind of 
uh, hodgepodge. I don't know what you would yeah, yeah. But, but And, I, and I went back and looked at some of my notes just to see, and I probably shouldn't have. I should have just stuck with it. But I did, but I'm tasting again, and but I'm, I'm still getting it. And that's, you know, and, and, and we were, when we were talking with Alex, she's like, yeah, she's like, it's, it's the char in the barrel that's kind of putting off that, um, that, that toasted coconut, uh, yep. profile that that's in there. So it, it totally makes sense to me, but, uh, all right. Yeah. So I want to do, I'm going to do a couple, uh, uh, let's see what I want to, so I definitely got to go brown sugar to see if that hits, uh, I'm going to do honey and brown sugar. I want to compare the two just so. Yeah. Uh, so I can clear the air on what's which, which is which. Yeah. And a lot of these sweet note categories are really close together. Like obviously yeah. a, in the spice realm, they're a little bit more polar opposite. Like all spice smells significantly different from black pepper, but you get into like honey and brown sugar. They're like really, really tight. Yeah. So, I mean, the, yeah, definitely brown sugar. Definitely brown sugar for me. Yeah. And uh, what else do so I, I do, I think I get a little bit of pepper out of this one. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, and, and when you're nosing, don't go, just like you may not want to go in too hard on the high yes. proofers, don't go in too hard on the black pepper. Some of the ingredients are are much finer than others, like cinnamon is a very fine powder. Uh, what's the other one? Allspice, very fine. So be be careful on that because um, some of those will they'll get you right up the nose, and then that'll be the last thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's black pepper. I think I'm getting more like a white pepper out of that. I, I'm definitely getting a peppery uh, kind of yeah. thing out of there, but I think it's I don't think it's black. I think it's more white. Yeah, I, I went to Allspice thinking that was gonna gonna be there. I didn't get that. You know what was funny? Not funny, but you know what I didn't get out of that Pikesville rye at all. Neither we didn't. Neither of us brought it up. I mean, what's the one typical note you get out of uh, out of rye? Um, I get. I mean, I usually get like mint or pine, like the yeah. pine salt. Well, okay, you did. You you did say pine. Okay, yeah. So, yeah sorry. Yeah. Sometimes you get that like pine saw, like Mr. Clean, <laughs> like somebody just cleaning yeah, the floors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. So we got to stay sanitary, you know, COVID. That's right. <laughs> so did you say you were getting some mint out of the, uh, out of the healing station? On this one, um, this, I got mint on the Pikesville. Um, not, okay. not really, right. not really picking up mint. I definitely, okay. I'm, I'm in that dessert space with you. Like um, yeah. I've got, I've got chocolate or it's cocoa powder in here. Um, definitely could, could get behind that almond joy, that candy bar yeah. profile for sure. Uh, yeah. Let me try that. That's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually getting a decent amount of Oak for this only being uh, six years. That's it's pretty Oak forward. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting the Oak on the finish. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I am getting not in a bad way. Um, well, let me, let me frame it like this. If, if you're, if you're working on, if you're working up to higher proofs and you're accustomed to drinking the, uh, kind of entry level, you know, eighties, maybe 90, and you get a hold of this one, 
Um, I don't think anything on the front, the nose ain't going to get you. The palate's not going to get you. But the, I find the finish on this one to be, uh, I mean, it, it's not overly long, but it, it's yeah. got a nice long finish. Yeah. I get I get a little Kentucky hug on this one uh, on, on the way down. And, and not in a bad way, not in like, a, oh, hey, I need a drink. I need a, I need no, a chaser. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I do get, um, it does kind of warm you up. It does. I wonder how much of that is uh, due to the rye content being a little higher. Right. So I'm, I, I just went back. I'm, I, I've never smelled leather and gone back to, and then I grew up on a, I grew up on a horse farm. So I'm very familiar with, you know, the saddles and saddle yeah. oil and all that. And I'm almost getting a little bit of. I usually only get the leather and tobacco notes on something that's got a good amount of age on it. If you're 10 plus years, I am more likely to find, uh, you know, leather, um, yeah. tobacco, those kind of notes. God, that tobacco smells good, man. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's like, favorite. yeah, that, like that fresh tobacco. I love, I mean, that's just such an awesome smell. Yeah. I love it's that. Not, it's not, it's not like a cigarette being smoked or, or a pipe. I mean, it's just that fresh, clean yeah. kind of, I don't know if you would call it pungent or not. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's such an awesome stuff. So what uh, are you um, in your, in, and what you went out to get into the particulars, but in your, yeah. in your uh, daily life, are you, um, uh, are you in like anything scientific or chemistry related or? No, I uh, actually, I work for a software company and the, uh, you know, customer success department. So kind of <laughs> the modern day so sales it has team. nothing kinda, to yeah. do with anything no. that we're doing right now. No, not at all. Yeah. So this is just, this is just me. Like anytime I get into a, a new hobby and this one, this is one that has stuck around for a long time. It's not going anywhere anytime soon, but I will just dive into every blog, every YouTube video, everything I can, every piece of content I consume, every podcast, and I will dive in deep. And so I, I don't want to stay up here. I want to dive in and I want to try it all, which is why my collection is now managed by a spreadsheet. Um, so <laughs> like, uh, it starts with, you know, you got that one good bottle and then, then you got five and it's like they're multiply. You turn around, there's 25 and 50 and 150. You're like, what happened? Um, <laughs> but I just, I love it because there's so many, it's so much fun to go grab that new bottle and take it home and crack it open. And like, Oh, what's, what's this one going to taste like? It's this new distillery that finally, you know, has their own, their own distillate that's old enough to, to really kind of be proud of. And like, let's jump in there and see what that's like. So I, I think there's, I think we're in a really cool space right now. And I think five or 10 years from now is going to be really interesting because of just the supply and demand and how everybody's basically running at full capacity. Like I, I can't wait to see what the next five to 10 years holds. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky. My partner, she's, um, she's, uh, she's very understanding and you know, it's like, Hey, it's a rainy day and I'm not going to play golf on Saturday. And I'm like, Hey, you want to run up to Rome, Georgia and go hit a bunch of liquor stores. And she's like, <laughs> can we, can we take the dog? And I'm like, yeah. sure. She's like, yeah, I guess so. Why not? <laughs> you know, and, and, and then we spend, uh, you know, the next eight hours bouncing around, uh, you know, North Georgia. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to do more of that when I had a when I had a commute to the office, but uh, we're we're remote now, so I have less less of a reason yeah. to get out, unfortunately. 
Yeah, yeah, this one's good. So I just went to cinnamon on this and I am picking up some cinnamon on the back end. You know, and I wasn't thinking about, you know, when, when you sent your list over and I'm like, okay, what do I have and what haven't mm-hmm. I tasted in a while? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I hadn't had the Pikesville in a while. Let's go down that road. We'll get a rye in there. That way we can, because I wanted to kind of work through them. Uh, you know, work through the most of the box and, and see what we could pick up. And yep. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go healing station. Yeah. That, that one's uh, that's such a good bottle. And, yeah, it is. Uh, and then this four roses, I'm like, well, okay, well that's kind of a high rye, but a lot, I'm, I've got a lot of similar, I've got some nuances that are unique and different to each one, yep. but I've got a lot of similarities. Like, so for the Pikesville, the biggest thing that I, if I, you know, you give me one note, I'm giving you the cherry. Uh, on this Hewling station, I'm going total coconut, uh, on, on this one that not, it is, it is not a coconut bomb, but I think that's the, for me, that's the unique thing that kind of sets it apart and kind of stands out. But the, you know, the pepper, uh, which I, what I didn't think about was, okay, you know, high rye mash bill also high well rye whiskey high rye mash high rye, bill. Yeah. almost and a rye yeah. I, I really I, I, went, I, I went rise down down the road so you did yeah uh, it's, I did. it's a good thing good thing we didn't throw like old weller antique in here <laughs> well i mean get it's a, not too late get it get a weeder yeah yeah that's um i mean all three of these are i i would put them up against and I was thinking we should, well, well, let me, what's your thoughts on blind tasting versus, uh, kind of knowing what you're drinking? Yeah. I mean, anytime I'm, I'm down for a head to head, like which one do I prefer best of the $50 bourbons in, in that range? If you go into that comparison for yourself, trying to answer that question and you know what glass A, B and C are, you're going to come in with some predisposition to choosing a particular brand. You know what you think about brand A, you know what you think about brand B. I remember that time I had brand C. You come in with something, what whatever that that may be good or bad. And so it's going to be really hard to change that if you know what you're drinking, you're probably just going to end up in the same exact ranking order that you that you went in with. So I think blind tasting and I don't I don't do it as as much as I should, but blind tasting I think is is so important for stuff like that. Um and just being able to go through and it's so much fun to like test yourself, like pull, like you've got, you know, a spouse pull, have them pull three random bottles off your shelf and label the bottoms of your glasses and go through and try to guess what they are. It is way harder than you think and you will be wrong most of the time and that's what's so cool about this. But um you'll find that you'll start to learn the different distillery profiles, especially if you're kind of newer at this, you'll, you'll, or you'll think you'll know like, Oh, that tastes kind of like a Jim beam product. And then you'll, you'll peg it for that and then find out that it was like MGP or something totally off the wall. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I kind of use the little sticker system where I'll just label the bottles one, two, three sure. or ABC and then label my glasses and mix them up. Um, I've seen people do it with like a, a lazy Susan, maybe made out of a barrel head or something like that. And they'll kind of spin it for themselves. And I think that's a pretty cool way if you don't have somebody to kind of pour it for you, but um, it, it's a ton of fun. Do you, do you do a lot of blind tasting? Uh, we, yeah, we, we try to, and typically when we have, and I'm kicking myself now for not uh, getting ahead of this and getting us a blind tasting out, but, <laughs> uh, but because especially with what we're, you know, what we've got in front of us here and, and what this is doing. And I, I think to me, I mean, that's where your kit really comes into play Yeah, is, you know, it, and 
Yeah, I, I think it's for different levels. And I guess the biggest thing I would say is, you know, it's no one should look at this and say, oh, I'm not at that level. I'm right. not that experienced of a drinker yet. Yep. And I, I would say that's that's even better. Perfect. Because yeah. because I've I've never gone through anything like a, a sensory class or, right. uh, you know, a, a sensory. I mean, I may have went over and opened up something cinnamon and smelled it before. but. Yeah. Be, Probably and most likely I yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it's cinnamon, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm just working off a memory of whatever experiences I have, you know, in, in my past, and that's what I'm relating it to. And you know, it's a and and uh, I'm not going down the golf road, but I'm just going to throw out at the analogy is it's sure. kind of like it's kind of like well, oh, I can't go get a lesson. I've never swung a golf club. And it's like, whoa, hold on. That's exactly when you should go get a lesson because you're not going to develop any bad habits. You're not going to be walking in with any, any biases of, you know, I'm going down this road or that road. It's, I mean, you're, you're starting from, uh, I'll I'll say an educated platform of you'd actually know what you're tasting and and where I'm kind of going. And, you know, some of the, the, again, the challenges I have is, well, okay. The sweetnesses, I don't really, you know, is it that, is it this, is that, well, if I would have started, you know, at the ground, you know, at the foundation of, okay, brown sugar, here we go. You know, and, and, and even more so ask your friends, right? I mean, ask people that, that are, I mean, folks like, you know, you and I, that folks that, that are drinking, you know, a lot or, or drinking more than, than others, or that have, have drank for a longer period of time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, Hey, I think I like the brown sugar note, or that's what I like in my food. What right. whiskeys have that note and ha- you know have that aspect? Which way Definitely. do I go? And then you sit down with it, and you sit down with this tasting kit, and you've got the brown sugar. You taste it, you smell it, you you, you know you, you're back and forth. You're like, okay, I, I well, and you may find that I really don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that may not really be for me. So. No, it's funny. Any, anytime someone's like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested in bourbon or whiskey. Like what, what do you recommend for me? What should I try? And, you know, obviously I'm not going to go recommend some crazy bottle they can't get anyways, but I will I'll ask them about food preferences. You know, do you like really spicy food or do you like yeah. um, dessert, you know, sweeter, sweeter notes? And that can kind of help me guide them down at least putting them into a, the right distillery or the right, you know, product and, and kind of realm. If they tell me that like, I can't stand, you know, spicy food. I'm really sensitive to spice. I'm definitely not going to recommend a rye and I, and I probably wouldn't recommend a rye to most people new to whiskey anyways. Um, just because of that higher spice character is a little off-putting for people that like that sweeter. Most people that kind of fall in love with bourbon, like what's the number one thing? It's like, Oh, it's sweet. And you get that Oak and that corn, like yep. that's classic bourbon profile. So, you that know, kind of um, balance, it hits you, it hits yep. you sweet tip of the tongue and it just moves right through. And, and there's, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, and then you're done with it, right? You're, you're done exactly. with that experience, which, yep. yeah, I don't, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like some of those experiences. I'd say, uh, uh, I like a little challenge in my, uh, in my whiskey or, or in my drinking experience. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun and I think it can still be balanced and, it, it can have those nuances of, okay, well, I got this on the nose and, you know, the palate kind of went eh, maybe a little bit this way, but then the finish yep. kind of went back that way, but they all yeah. balanced each other out and turned into, uh, you know, like a, that, a, that was a an experience. experience so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we, so, uh, let's see, did we hit the, the healing station? Did we hit on everything? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we covered it. I'm uh, moving on to the four roses. So I've got an OBSV. This is a 
gift shop release. It was a 10 year, um, 60.1% uh, alcohol. So 120.2 proof. Um, and man, I, on this one, I get, um, even after it's been in the glass, that high row pro high rye profile is just standing out to me uh, big time. And, and almost more than, almost more than in the healing station where the, the rye was up at 44, but this is a 35% rye. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I get this like fresh cut wood note. Um, I don't know if it's, I haven't really put my finger on, is it like pine or oak, but it's like fresh cut lumber. Um, kind of like you're walking through home Depot and like sawmill <laughs> kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Hey, what, what warehouse, um, and, barrel uh, barrel number won't count because we're single barrel but what warehouse yeah this is uh i've got mw for the warehouse number and then i'm uh this is a tier four so it's 4k all right so i got rs 5g and i got 61.9 nice. and i'm a couple years younger than you at nine three so we'll, we'll probably maybe a little bit different i don't know no but yeah. i'm i'm totally with you on um yeah, de definitely getting a lot of oak out of this thing. I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm with you. I got more what I would consider rye notes mm -hmm. out of the Hewling Station than I did this one. Yeah, I'm getting some some floral notes. And of course, you think like four roses. Is that a little bit of like, if this was blind, would I be getting floral notes? I don't know. <laughs> Is that a little suggestion from the, the brand there? Um, but also... I'm getting... I'm getting some toast on this one. Like, um, yeah. I'm getting buttered kind of buttered toast. Yeah. Uh, that. That, so that that's the, I guess, I don't know if I'd call it butter sweet, but, uh, but I'm getting yeah, some toast, uh, buttered toast on this and definitely, definitely getting that oak note out of there. Uh, I did, I have had no cherries today and I've had nothing that resembles cherries, but I'm getting cherries on this one also. Yeah, I definitely get the cherry note, which is not one that I actually get a ton on uh, on four roses. I usually don't get a ton of cherry. Mm -mm. So I'm I'm getting a little bit of your um, of your um, burned orange peel on this one, also. Yeah, yep. that uh, kind of a you know if I if I had to uh, strip down a Manhattan and just uh, put it you know call it a uh, bourbon it would I, I'm almost getting kind of that that expressed orange yeah over the, yeah. Over the match yeah. yeah yeah I get some on the palate I get you mentioned uh, cherry cola on the Pikesville this one is actually cherry cherry cola for me so that cherry note that sweet kind of syrup and the and the spices that go along in the the coca-cola recipe type thing um, this is like an oaky cherry cola for me, uh, which I am hundred percent a fan of. Yeah, me too. It's like, uh, you want to go to bourbon and Coke and I'm like, Nope, but I'll take the bourbon <laughs> and cherry Coke. <laughs> uh, you know where I'm going, but I'm going to the chocolate on this one. Cause I'm, I'm getting almost a, some kind of a little chocolate note here. Yeah. So then we get into the nuance of like, is it milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate? <laughs> I know it's we're on the third glass. You're really screwing me up here. Yeah. I see what you, I, I see what you're doing. Throwing your curveball. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's when I, when I opened up and I said, there are no curveball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but at least you beat me to the punch. That means I can, uh, I can really throw the heater now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I could totally get like a, like a chocolate covered cherry out of this thing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I get that bitter, that like super high, whatever, 80% cacao, whatever it is, that dark, almost bitter chocolate. Um, I'm definitely there with you. Yeah. So maybe we're an oaky cherry chocolate Coke, which also sounds amazing. That does not sound <laughs> I mean, That doesn't sound bad. I don't know, I'm hitting the clove on this one just to see, cause I don't know, there's something in there that's throwing me off. Okay. So what you've done. So, um, yeah, she is going to be so mad because you, what, what you've done is you've taken my, and I, th- Listen, don't anybody else do that. Get it, run through it, keep it around. And don't my whiskey drinking experience has gone from like uh, two to three hours a night to like five or six hours a night. But <laughs> I think it means I'm not going to drink as much because I'm going to be drinking spending slower, yeah. more. Yeah. I'm going to be spending more time understanding what's in the glass and versus, uh, you know, drinking it and trying to guess uh, because right you know, before today, I'm, I'm having to take a drink and smell, smell and drink, smell and drink, smell and drink mm-hmm. versus now I can go back to this reference point. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it, it's, I mean, this is like gift heaven, man, for somebody. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I'm just trying to save you money on bourbon. You know, if you drink it slower, it'll last longer. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I, I was just kidding about drinking it slower. <laughs> So I'm looking at, uh, I try to not do this ahead of time, but if you're on the little gold tag on the four roses on the back, they list all 10 recipes and they have some generic tasting notes that should be present in each one of those, uh, 10 recipes. So they list delicate, fruity pear or apricot spicy and creamy. I'm looking back at my notes and seeing what I definitely didn't get pear or apricot fruit. We both mentioned uh, cherry, Spicy for sure. Probably from the rye. Floral rose, spicy, medium body, slightly fruity, spicy. Uh, no, hold on. Let me see. Uh, we're, yeah. OB, I'm at, I'm at OBSV. OBSV. Let me see. Yeah. I know. Uh, oh, they didn't put, oh, yeah, they, uh, I got delicate, fruity, fresh, and creamy. Nice. I must've switched it up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm, well, I mean, I got a little fruit. Yeah. Uh, I got some, I mean, I don't know. I would, I don't, would you call oak fresh? I mean, I, I mean, well, you did. I mean, you, you yeah. said like a fresh like, cut, like, like fresh a, cut oak. Like yeah. Fre- yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's a difference, right? I mean, you can go, yeah. you could go smoky oak, old smoky oak. You can go back to, uh, yeah. you know, fresh cut, kind of that resin coming out of the wood kind of thing. So I think Is there's different a- levels of experience. Yeah. Is this a post Oak log that's been sitting in your you know backyard for five years or kind of rotting and breaking down a little bit? Or is this, this is fresh. Does it smell like creosote or does it smell like, yeah. uh, you know, you just cut her down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's good. I, yeah, I, I do pick up a little bit of, um, so on the fruity side, you know, I, I did, I, you know, I did make some notes. Um, I do get like some peaches. I probably do get apricot out of this. I just don't know what an apricot tastes like. Cause I hadn't had one in so long, but. But yeah, I'm with you on the citrus. You mentioned that that orange, and it's definitely kind of dancing around lime, lemon, orange. It's definitely in the citrus family for me. Good stuff, man. Four, yeah, four roses can do no wrong, in my opinion. 
Well, I mean, I think again, all three of these bottles, I mean, they're absolutely fantastic. So definitely. Uh, so how many people are reaching out to, um, and, and you can answer this, uh, however you'd like and, or, or not at all, but who's reaching out to knows your bourbon. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, I want to ask it in a different way and, and you may need to go soon. We're, we're running up on our hour. So if you do yeah, yeah. give me the nod and we'll, uh, we can wrap it up. Uh, I, I'm good to chat for another 10 or 15 if you are, but that's, yeah, that's perfect. Know. That's good. Okay. Um, so who is anybody, do you see a lot of people, obviously you've had a lot of outreach for, um, for the kits themselves, right? So mm -hmm. that, that's, uh, that, that's obvious. But are people reaching out to you and connecting with you on Instagram? And it's at Knows Your Bourbon, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, are they reaching out, kind of saying, "Hey, can you like what I did? I mean, exactly what I did is like, hey, you know, can you can you jump on with me? Let's record. Let's pick a few barrels and let's kind of walk through this thing." And I'm and you know, obviously, the, you know, everybody doesn't want to do that. But are there people that are are kind of pinging you on? Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think? about that? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. You know, I've, I've been fortunate to be on um, a few podcasts and, and really kind of get to kind of tell the story of the brand and be able to walk somebody through the kit because, you know, the, the concept of a nosing kit in general is pretty foreign to most, even most bourbon enthusiasts, um, honestly, is like, a, what do I do with it? Am I supposed to eat it? Like I've had people, uh, I'm supposed to add it to my bourbon. Like, please don't, don't pour brown sugar into your bourbon. Like, no, you're supposed to smell it and then smell their like, Oh, okay. So it definitely is a, it's a, something that helps to be, you know, visual or something explained because you can only do so much on a product listing and kind of explain that. But no, it's uh it's funny. I have had some people reach out and say like, Hey, I'm kind of getting into it. What do you, what do you recommend? And I, I really think, um, as far as like, if I had to pick a target market of like bourbon drinkers that are either enthusiasts or just getting, getting into it and kind of trying to, to come up to, have some words to put, to put with it. I would say mostly it's those folks that are, that are new to bourbon, new to whiskey, that are just trying to, to kind of up their vocabulary and really try to enjoy their, their spirit more. And so, um, I, I do get those questions sometimes about like, Hey, what, what do you recommend for me? Or like, I really like these notes. Can you recommend some bourbons that fall into that profile? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so they can reach you at, and is that the best way to reach you is on Instagram? At that one's your bourbon? That's, that's probably the best way. Yep. I've got a, I've got Facebook as well, but Instagram is probably where I spend most of the time. And then, uh, I'm going to back, uh, let me see if I missed anything here. Uh, so, you know, the one thing that I found that's unique and, and, uh, I was a, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue drinking as we talk. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm a fisherman. Well, I shouldn't say I'm a fisherman. I grew up in East Tennessee. So, you know, and, and in East Tennessee, uh, when I was growing up there, there wasn't a lot to do. Right. So we were hunting and fishing and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, we've got, a, I've got my little, uh, my bourbon nosing tackle box. And I mean that in a positive way, <laughs> yeah. but, but what the one thing that I was, uh, pleasantly surprised with, and, uh, I, I did cheat and I did go out and listen to some snippets of some th other things that you've mm -hmm. done, but just so people know, you know, it's, I mean, you've built, uh, an, an economical nosing kit that you can buy, you could buy multiple of them. You can get them to your friends. You can buy them as gifts. It, it, it's not going to be anything that's, uh, you know, that that's overwhelming to, to, it shouldn't be overwhelming to most people. And, yep. you know, it's like, well, okay, the, well, we've got plastic here. Is that really going to work? And, you know, and, and you already have the workaround 
from the honey side, right? So the plastic yeah. doesn't leak and doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm not. I didn't get any plastic from uh, any of the uh, of what you've used. So you know, I think you've done a really nice job of sourcing uh, the vessels that are holding uh, yep. you know the, the the flavor profiles because I, I didn't get into anything and notice this. I mean, how many times do I put plastic up to my mouth every day? Right. So, yeah. I mean, everybody, you, you know, it's yeah. like, so, so I didn't, I didn't get anything that was like, Oh, wait a minute. That was like plastic with a peanut wrapper. I mean, how many times do you exactly. open the peanut wrapper and, and, you know, just <laughs> right. So, but I, I didn't get any of that that took yeah. away from any of a flavor profile. Um, that that was a miss. By the way, I'm looking at this wheat, and I can't wait to get a weeded whiskey and do uh, do a weeded comparison on that. So that, but that it, one smells awesome. It's like it's just wheat bread. I mean, I I love that one. I'm actually just gonna go ahead and do it. And the wheat grains. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to know why you like weeded whiskey, uh, get get smell one that. of the get get one of these. Open <laughs> it up, go. smell it, and this is exactly why <laughs> you like sweet wheat whiskey. Uh, but it's, it's funny you mentioned the, you know, the canisters and obviously the concept of the kit is that they're fresh ingredients. Like these are, you know, spice grade ingredients. And, you know, so one of the big questions I get is, well, how, how long will the kit last? And you'll notice that on every kit, I have a filled on, um, date or filled on month that'll, that'll show you there. So my personal kit that I'm working off of here was filled in April of 2020. And I'll tell you that most of the aromas are still going strong. Um, the, the biggest thing is to obviously just like your bourbon, you don't want to store it in a super hot environment or a super cold environment. You want it to be pretty, pretty climate controlled. Make sure that you're screwing the, the caps on, you know, tight and that they have a good seal after each use. Um, but in general, um, up to a year is what I found uh, that, that the ingredients will, will stay fresh. And the great thing is that most of these items, if they do start to lose their aroma, most of them can be replaced from your local grocery store. Um, the only ones you might have a little trouble finding are some of the, you know, more the grain notes, like most, you're not going to find, you know, wheat berries at Kroger. Um, you might have to go to, you know, a, a homebrew supply store or something like that. So there's definitely the, the convenience play, the convenience factor to it. And, um, and also I'm working on, um, building a, a refill kit. So a way for someone that has already purchased oh, nice. the kit for me down the road to just like, Hey, let me just grab a fresh set of ingredients. I don't need a new box. I don't need new canisters. Just want a fresh set of everything. So that's something that's, that's in the works as well. Sweet. Man. Uh, what else is coming up for knows your bourbon? Yeah. So we, we alluded to the expansion kit a few times. That's uh that's probably gonna be my next big uh, product launches is a second kit with 18 brand new ingredients. So if you like the concept of this kit, these are probably the 18 most common ingredients in most bourbons. Again, you're not going to find every one of these notes in every bourbon and um, you know, some, some bourbons, especially ones that have more kind of experimental qualities to them. If they're doing a lot of toasting or heavy charring or secondary barrel finishes, they might have none of these notes in them, you know, so, um, don't just stop here, you know, take it, take it, raid your own spice cabinet. I encourage everybody to, to kind of play around with that too, but I've got eight, uh, 18 more ingredients lined up that I think are really cool. And, and ones that I really enjoy finding in, in bourbon and whiskey. Um, and there's some other top secret stuff that's going on right now. I can't really share yet, but there, there's some other stuff. There's some other stuff coming down the road. So keep, keep your eyes peeled. You know, if you, uh, if you like the concept of the kit, um, I'm going to be, you know, more, more active on Instagram and stuff like that. So definitely follow me on, on Instagram and, uh, keep everybody posted on updates there. 
All right. So, uh, so a couple of rapid fires for you. Uh, so what's your, what's your go-to daily drinker? Oh gosh. So I have three daughters and it's like, which one's your favorite kid? Um, no, but if I had to, if I had to needle it down to, um, just something that I'm constantly grabbing for, it's going to be probably wild Turkey rare breed. And I know some people are going to say like, Oh, like, $50, $60 bottle is, is your daily drinker. Like that used, you know, I'm not trying to sound like whatever, but that used to be an expensive bottle. And then, and then I really got into bourbon and now like, that's not expensive. That's not that expensive anymore compared to the stuff that I'm, that I'm into now. But, uh, I love that bottle. If you're looking for something comparable, that's just great flavor. That's not going to break the bank. Something hold like, on, an, hold on, hold on. You oh, can, you oh. can stop at wild Turkey rare breed <laughs> because that is also my daily drinker. And go. if I could, and if I could have another, it would be, um, rare breed rye except I can't Man, find so that good. shit in Atlanta anywhere. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I, I've got, I've got one bottle and I've haven't seen it since. And so I'm like, I'm like nursing it so bad, but well, then, I've got half a bottle. Well, I've got half a bottle. So there you yep. go. Yeah. I'm somewhere around there too. But if you're looking for a, sorry, a, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. A more budget friendly option. Something like an Evan Williams bottled and bond available pretty much everywhere. Great, great flavor profile. It's like 18 bucks. I mean, it's super cheap. So highly, highly recommend that one too. Um, so you're, and you're not a golfer. I think we, uh, we disclosed that, right? So no, I'm no, not. Golfing I, I played a little bit in high school. Um, and you know, it's funny, like, I, I don't know if I realized you were in the, in the Georgia Atlanta area, but I've played at like Marietta city club growing up, like back when it was the junior okay, yeah. race and yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. But, um, so if, yeah, if, but if I, you were going to go play, if you were going to go play, if the boys called up and said, Hey, you know, we got, we, we got this thing, we need a course. Where would you go to in Atlanta? You, maybe you just oof. said it. Yeah. That's probably the one I'd be most familiar with. I'm not even sure if, is it still called Marietta city club or did yeah, they, did yeah, they no, change it? No, okay. it's still, no, it's still married. Yeah. And it's still, uh, the last time I played, it was, um, maybe three or four months ago. And it was actually in really good. It was in, it was, uh, and I play weekly and it was nice. in as good of shape as, uh, as most courses that I play on a regular rotation. So yeah, it's still, awesome. still a good, uh, same track, nothing's changed, you know, but, uh, but yeah, they do a yeah. nice job at Marietta city club. Uh, there's there's me, a couple of par three courses that I played before legacy links and Fox. Creek. Yeah. Yeah, um, those yeah, are, yeah. Those are pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. The weather. Yeah. Those are uh, kind of Marietta courses ish, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's see uh, any local breweries that, uh, that, well, and, and you, I don't want to get you in trouble, but we can't yeah. be sending everybody everywhere. So, Hey, if I, yeah. if I've got time to go to one, which one would I go to? I like reformation, uh, in, in Ackworth. Okay. I think they have multiple locations, but the Ackworth location is really cool. Just an awesome space right there. And, and, uh, the downtown Ackworth area. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan, excuse me, Woodstock, Woodstock, not Ackworth. <laughs> They're in Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a really cool space. They're great beer. They've got, you know, board games and everything. Just a really cool atmosphere. Uh, they do a, uh, I think it's, I think that's the one that does that coconut toasted Porter. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah they've got, they've got some cool porter, stuff yeah. there. Uh, all right. And, uh, what about restaurants? So if you're sending me, Hey, I'm, I'm only going to be in town one night. Uh, there's one restaurant that I, I got one time to eat there where you send to me. 
Speaking of Ackworth, which I just uh, accidentally said instead of Woodstock, in Ackworth, there's a new restaurant called 1885 Grill. Um, they have some roots in Tennessee, actually. Um, and a lot of their, um, I think all of their bourbon cocktails are made with Chattanooga whiskey. And so there's a lot of Chattanooga whiskey yes. inf influence on their menu. And that place is awesome. We've been there for dinner and brunch and we're about to go back. So highly recommend. And they do some cool, like they just did a Heaven Hill tasting um, and food pairing there the other night. So I went, I went with a buddy and that was a lot of fun. They did like scallops with um what was it uh larceny and then they they made you a cocktail and it was it was really cool it was a good experience yeah when you said as soon as you said 1885 <laughs> we had uh chris person on the show uh early early on and uh yeah that's i'm like well that's uh of course they have tennessee roots so that that's that's a uh, gut that's right thinking, so. that's right um well chris uh, it's been awesome. I'm doing the, uh, you know, the thing that I probably uh -oh. should or shouldn't do. I, doing, I'm just doing, doing whatever I do. Doing the, yeah. I'm, I'm just dumping them. Doing the old three blind, but I did, uh, I did want to, I did want to mention for, for the listeners too, I've got a promo code out for 10% off any order for a nose and kit through July 1st, 2020. 21. So promo code is birdies 10, uh, for 10% off. And you can just go onto my Etsy store. That's where all my storefront and kits and I've got, you know, branded Glencairn glasses and stuff too, that are pretty cool. So, um, but you can go on there. It is, um, knows your bourbon.etsy.com. So nose as in your nose, not that I know bourbon. Yeah. N O S E you know, bourbon dot you got it. Dot Etsy.com. Yeah. NOSC. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much for doing that, man. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll appreciate Absolutely. it. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure folks will be taking advantage of that and use birdies 10 to uh, take advantage of the discount. That'll be, uh, you know, it's uh, hey, and hey, more importantly, father's day is coming up. Yeah. There you go. Coming up, Chris, it's been a pleasure, sir. Uh, and Pete, so they can find you at knows your bourbon uh, on Etsy. They can mm -hmm. find you at knows your bourbon on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, yep. it, reach, reach out to Chris, man. Let him know, uh, let him know that, uh, he'll tell you whatever you want to, <laughs> this is what bottle you should get. And, uh, you know, here's your, uh, here's the profile and tasting. So, yeah. There awesome, buddy. I really appreciate, um, appreciate you coming on the show, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Looking forward to 2.0. That's right. Coming soon. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Take care.